Podcast, podcast, podcast. Come on in, podcast lovers. Here at the Willy Twister, we're slashing podcasts in half. This is a podcast blowout. Give us your best offer on podcast. This is a giant size team of podcast blowout. We have comic podcast, Pokemon podcast, D&D podcast, Marvel podcast, DC podcast, Star Trek podcast. Come in, podcast lovers. If we don't podcast it, you don't want it. Come on, podcast lovers. Take advantage of our giant size team up sale. If you can find none of your podcasts anywhere, fuck it. These days, the comic book owns pop culture. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the comic's life. We're breaking the panel. Welcome to Breaking the Panel. panel. We do everything awesome that's in the comic book world and surrounding uh, factories and industry areas that outlie the city limits that got away from me. I'm not kind of podcasting, Charles McFall. I'm just going to go on with this. Right over here, joining us tonight, as always, my partner in crime, Paul Klotz. Yeah, you you pretty much butchered that. Yeah, I know. I did. I got I got away from it. So, you know, at least I got you to say more than one word for your greetings. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, next, only because we have a big reveal at the end, apparently, is Casey Strauss. Hey! What? Oh, come on. <laughs> See, I know you didn't do it wrong on purpose. <laughs> we've been over this for fucking two years, Charles. No, technically, we've only been over it for like two months because you let All me right. do it wrong for two years. That's true. And... But I still stand by my objections. <laughs> Objection noted. And last but not least, with some kind of big camera reveal, we've got Philip Straws. Uh, thank you for having me here. It's been wonderful. <laughs> So your your last episode of the month, you are Australian Deadpool. Well, this is a cowboy hat. But you did an Australian accent. Is it? It's I don't more, know. It's I don't more know. British. It's, it's horrible. It's a little bit more British. Yeah. Well, so is my life. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening to the podcast, uh, we are putting or we'll be putting video up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash breaking the panel. And so we record the video of us doing this show. And uh, Phil has taken this whole video thing to a new level, for sure. We had Mega Man Phil a week or two ago. Now we have uh, Deadpool Phil. You, you got to give him a reason to show up for the video, no? Are you going to do that stupid voice the whole time? Because you know Chris is rolling over in his podcast grave right now. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right. So now, in honor of, of Chris Wisdom... Because he never understood what I was saying about trailers. He goes, but you listen to trailers. You're such a gaslighter, man. And he gets so mad at me when I talk about seeing a trailer. No, I will watch a trailer, and then I don't want to watch any more trailers about it. So, But in honor of Chris. You keep, you keep preaching this gospel that nobody gives a shit about, man. Like, I, I don't care. I just, Chris you do, does. You, it, but it, you're not going to convince anyone. It's anti-trailer I, agenda. I don't yeah. watch the trailers. You're pushing it's it stupid. harder than SummerSlam, my dude. I didn't see a trailer for last Jedi. Dude, I went to SummerSlam 2002. Oh, wow. Like Got free tickets. That's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, I've not watched this trailer. Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer has dropped. You guys, I'm assuming, have seen the shit out of it. Yep, we've seen it, and we're going to talk about it right in front of you. So. Oh, you do it, because I'll go watch the trailer. Put on right your now. imagination goggles, Charles, because here it comes. My Oculus Rift VR imagination by uh, Willy Wonka? Yeah. Awesome. We'll do it. Let's talk about it. It looks good, although it's, it's a pretty much cut and dry sort of trailer. I was expecting them to take a little more, I guess, fun liberties with it, you know? I don't know about you guys, but for an Ant-Man 2 trailer or Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
I was really expecting like Michael Pena to just show up and tell you what he thought the movie was about or who he heard it from. <laughs> That'd be, that's a great trailer idea, Casey. Yeah, well, you know, I, I only bring my talent to this show. So what can I tell you? Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't give too much away. And I imagine that's the case because this film comes out after Infinity War. Sure. Although we don't know so. if it takes place during or before or after Infinity War. I'm assuming Breaking like the all path. the other ones, it just takes place chronologically from when I it's would, released. I, was, I would hope so. Do you have reason to think that maybe Infinity War is going to put some stuff out of chronological order? I mean, if, if they ever decide to make another Captain America movie, yes. Because he's totally going to die and I'm going to cry my goddamn eyes out. But that has nothing to do with Ant-Man. So uh, <laughs> it's good. It's got the visual effects are still as up to snuff as they were on the last one. You've got a really cool shot of the wasp shrinking down, dodging thrown knives. Um, and she's like running on the side of one. They have similar uh, similar gimmicks like the giant Thomas the Train from the last movie. Mm. They've got like a, a big uh, Hello Kitty dispenser that gets expanded and a building that gets shrunk down into a suitcase, which which is cool. Yeah, uh, Pym Labs gets shrunk down into a suitcase-sized building. <laughs> and Pym, Pym's just like, I'm going to just pull this strap out now and roll it away like it's luggage. I was like, that that's an entire building. Yeah, I like the fact that uh, they hinted at this is picking up where the fallout from Civil War uh, left off for Ant-Man specifically. Basically, choosing the side with Cap wasn't good for him. Because he went back to jail. Yeah. And so, like, the things didn't, you know, turn out so well. So he's kind of dealing with the ramifications of that. I love it when they do a good job of emphasizing the continuity through all the films, you know, where things that happen in one film have payoffs in other films, especially when something happens in, like, what is arguably one of the mainline films. I know that's a Cap film, but it's really... It's Avengers 3. It, it, 2.5. Better Avengers three, yeah. honestly. So I, I like the fact that that paid off. That's going to pay off in the in the side stories. Evangeline Lilly looks great as you know Wasp. Like I love the look of the costume. I still love their chemistry. Like they just have a spark between them on screen that is fun. You know what I mean? It, it's it's not belabored like some of the. Uh, it's not Thor and Jane Foster. Who yeah, oh God, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what you get when you get someone like that to play a comic book character. <laughs> Yeah. Um, she says stuck yeah. to being the assassin. It'd been all right. Yeah, just but, I'm not. I'm not excited. You're not. <laughs> sorry. No. 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 Not really. Wait. I mean, I'm sorry. Have y'all met Phil? I, I don't know a movie he's ever been excited about. Logan. Well, Blade I didn't Runner, know you then. Mad Max. I knew him for you, Logan Scott Johnson, apologist. I mean, it's a good movie. It's, but it, whatever. It's just I don't know. I mean, Paul Rudd being a funny thief. We've seen it. Things that shouldn't be big get blown up. We've seen it. Well, your wife he shrunk a that. building. Okay, that's cool. I, I don't know where this movie is going to fit. But like Casey said, they're definitely holding giant things back because we have to go through the Infinity War first. So I'm just... We, I think we, that they probably could have waited four months and just put this in the trailers before the Infinity War. And that would have been fun. It would have been a little bit better. Nice reveal for everybody. I just, I'm, I find it hard to get excited about this right now when there's a movie with all of the stakes four weeks away that like it's, it's going to be so much better than this. Well, like, we know Ant Man's going to survive Infinity War. Yeah. Or is he? Is this or, an alternate timeline, or does this take place before prequel? Mar prequel. Well, okay, prequel maybe. Marvel hasn't done alternate timelines at all yet on the big screen, right? Unless I'm forgetting Batman somehow. 
Well, they haven't done alternate timelines, but they've done flashbacks and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have the, the Spider-Verse in an animated short or animated film later on this year. Yeah, does but... that tie into the continuity? I didn't think so. It doesn't. I mean, it looks great, but I th- I figured it's just a one-off fun thing to do at Christmas. It just <laughs> it didn't it didn't give me that wow factor. Like the first time that I saw the Black Panther trailer, it blew me away. Yeah. Well, you know, right I when mean... I saw that, I said, "Shit, this is what I want." You know, this is this is high drama, high action. This is something a little bit more fresh, and it's just like I've seen all these Ant Man gimmicks before. Give me yeah, something well, new. I, I hear that, but like, what it's stacked up against this year is insane. I mean, Black Panther is going to be crazy. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute because uh, the premiere happened, and early feedback is is really positive. You know, Infinity Wars this year, like this is Ant Man has always been one of those filler character slash show, like movies you know what i mean and it, it, the first one was a filler piece you know what i mean to flesh out the the schedule and add a character into because i mean honestly i'll admit that ant-man's better in a team movie like he was great in civil war because you got him in in small doses <laughs> i get it <laughs> maybe he's not the best candidate to carry an entire show but i think that's why you know we've it's ant-man and the wasp you know what i mean because i sure. think I think she knows how to carry a narrative, you know what I mean, as an actress and them as a couple slash whatever they decide to do with them story-wise as a duo is much more interesting than just Ant-Man by himself. So we'll we'll see where it all ends up. But yeah, it's definitely like the distant third, like it's not even close. You know what I mean? Like Infinity War and Black Panther are probably going to be pretty close to each other in overall quality and excitement levels, I would expect. So... I know one other thing I'm jazzed about is that they're using an Iron Man villain for this one. Apparently, the uh, the figure that's got the red lights on the mask and the oh, wiggly, Ghost. yeah. At least I think that's who it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I think it is supposed to be Ghost. Ghost is cool. I like Ghost, so that'll yeah. be. It's like a Hammer Industries. So we're looking at instead of maybe a heist movie, something with uh, corporate espionage mm-hmm. could be pretty rad. Uh, I mean, I love the first one, so I've got every bit of faith in it. Yeah, I'm with you. So, I'd rather them save their espionage storyline for Black Widow. Don't you mean Red Sparrow? Sure. <laughs> I know who they are. Didn't they? I thought I read something where they're actually going to do a Black Widow film they're, now. They're talking about they're it. Talking but... about it, yeah. I, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this when the rumor first popped up before. Yeah. I feel a little bit like that ship has sailed. That opportunity... Two but, years ago. That should have been a phase two. Yeah. At, at the least, it should yeah. have been... It probably should have been phase one, but definitely phase two. I really don't see... Unless they do a let's go back in time thing and do something a little bit different with her past, I don't see them walking out of Infinity War and having a compelling film with her still that's going to be off on its own tangent. An isolated film, if you will. Because I don't know how you take, that's my biggest issue with Infinity War coming up is like, how do you take these characters and put them on cosmic level, galaxy changing shit, and then turn around and be like, eh, let's go do the little side stories again. And well, it's like, not to be a dick, but didn't the comics do that all the time? I was just going to say, yeah, it's, but it doesn't always work because well, those side yeah. often struggle for a reason sure. it's really hard to get people into those side stories after you do a huge you know crossover event basically and when your whole movie franchise is a crossover event right because yeah. you're building it from the ground up then yeah i'm with you it, it, i i love them don't get me wrong i've liked all the side you know what i mean even for as weak as the first two thor movies really ultimately are i've enjoyed them 
I've enjoyed almost all of the side films, but they aren't playing to the same stakes. And when you take the team up movie to the ultimate level, to dealing with the biggest bad and having all the fallout, I'm going to have a hard time. You know what I mean? Like just feeling the same things that I would normally feel. Yeah. Uh, Phil, yeah. You want to intro that? Sure. Um, I believe it was Thursday afternoon. I can't believe Uh, that I forgot that this was this week. They (laughs) dropped the Captain Marvel costume, uh, leaked photos, of course, and the internet had opinions. Oh, my Lord. I saw this news breaking on uh, the Blazing Defender Report page on Facebook. Friend of the show. So people are a little upset because her colors are wrong, (laughs) and she looks like she's wearing Cree colors with a greenish, grayish, like a colored turquoise greenish yeah you know, but i think the one. costume itself regardless of colors looks great i agree i think it's wonderful it's and awesome we're going Mar- you know people just are pissed with they have no information they're looking at a picture and yeah. they really have nothing else to go off of so why why not just wait and see what's going to happen i think it looks badass you know, even with the teal and gray, I, I'm still a fan of sure. it. Sure. Well, it's, it's also entirely possible that that's not what it's going to look like in post. Because when you're filming and you're using digital effects and everything, sometimes you have to film in a different color than you're going to, you know, you're going to brighten or darken or whatever happens in post effects. So what it looks like in, because they're just set photos, you know, they're normal daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. Yeah. So when everything's lit up professionally and then you'd go in and do the shading that you're going to do, it could look totally different i mean that's that was some of the criticism of the justice league costumes is when you saw them just in broad daylight they looked ridiculous but when they're on the screen and all the after effects are done it looks a little different i know i've read stories from most people who were on set in the other marvel films that are like you know these costumes look absolutely ridiculous up close like spider-man's costume before they gave it that cgi oomph it needed in in Mm -hmm. civil war you know, who's to say? But if people are worried that they're not going to accurately reflect the colors, first, I doubt it. And second, it's the colors of the original Captain Marvel, like his Cree suit from his first appearance and stuff, yeah. you know, of which she kind of falls in line as his girlfriend. And then yeah. she has a science accident and then she gets her own outfit, which is pretty much nothing but a tube top and a <laughs> little bathing suit bottom originally yeah. with yeah. boots. So first, you know, fans, be grateful she's wearing full-bodied armor like she does in the comics now. Hey. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, thank goodness for small favors. Time's up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I'm sure that she'll get a costume that looks super similar and then is just the right colors. Like, it could even be the same costume, just recolored. Iron Man went through three different armors in his first film, you know? Yeah. It's part of his origin story, so just sure. let it ride. That's also part of the appeal, too. And can I say... I mean, that, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, that's that. I think that what we're looking at there is probably the first costume. I think by the end of the movie, we get the classic payoff, or, well, the, the modern classic payoff, you know, the gold, blue, and red. I think we see that... I think we end at that, yeah. Probably at the end of the film. Probably for the third act, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I agree with you, Casey. Like, I think... Um, and what you were saying as well, Phil, I think we're going to see some changes there. I think because people are trying to like I saw that people were theorizing that maybe she'll be Cree. Like maybe they'll just cut out the whole connection part and just, just make her an alien. Yeah. May, well, because I mean, like you said, the original Captain Marvel was, was Cree. Cree. The yeah. defector. So whatever, yeah. why don't we just do that with her? Skip the girlfriend bullshit. Skip the accident bullshit. Skip the Air Force stuff. I mean, or maybe well, maybe she lands like, in the 90s and joins the Air Force. 
and she's just yeah. a superhero working for the government for 20 years i mean yeah she could totally be a superman type you know what i mean yeah yeah now here's, maybe, maybe a different story but you know here's my ahead. only question who the fuck cares if the colors are right you obviously haven't met a carol danvers fan i just i just <laughs> I, I, I'm a Hulk fan. They have struggled to get Hulk right. I've still watched every freaking iteration that's hit the screen. And in the progression that it hit, I loved it because I got Hulk on the screen. So yeah, they never got the Hulk's colors wrong. Yeah, but they get the Hulk actor wrong. They get the let fucking motivation wrong. They get a lot of shit wrong. Let me introduce you to a place called Reddit.com. No, no, I'm good. I stay away from but, Reddit. I mean, where has Marvel messed up so far in the mcu on costumes on anything let's say on anything in the actual films not they really they haven't so chill the fuck out everybody things are going to be cool let's not talk about tv because no no there's nothing (laughs) marvel Um, doesn't exist on tv not to me but i I do have a small rebuttal charles i will say this you are the casual fan like you're passionate about the things that you like you don't care about i don't get a fight about it well you don't care about the little greebly details like that's just not your thing which is fine being a casual fan is being a legitimate fan as much as anybody but there are people like captain marvel is kind of like a feminist icon too so people are super sensitive about her more so than i think a lot of characters particularly female characters but if you get her story right versus i mean colors don't make her who she is is all i'm saying yeah but it's really not that different than cap if you were to to mess with cap's costume people would be like what are you doing (laughs) do they open their mouth a little bit what are you doing doing? (laughs) oh my god travis jones if we if we made cap's colors i just reversed them you know, instead of having the blue around the white, it'd be the white around the blue. He would just, he would have an aneurysm, wouldn't he? Let's just put him in a Hydra costume. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey, Every time I lay my son down to sleep, the last thing I whisper in his ear is, Hail Hydra. You've got to condition him early. Hey, I've read my handbook. Listen, you don't ever want to be the the kid that gets Hail Hydra said to you and you don't immediately respond. I mean, yeah, that's that's, right. Yeah. So, okay, that rolls right into what yet has gotten any hate. I don't think there's, and and again, I don't believe in Reddit. I stay away from Reddit. I'm scared of Reddit. I don't go there. So other than than where I might have missed things, Black Panther has gotten from the get-go. From the premiere of the first teaser trailer, it's gotten high praise. It's looked beautiful. And Klotz, now they've done some early premieres and what's happened. Well, yeah, the official premiere happened, which if you haven't seen the red carpet stuff from that, oh, wow. There's some amazing, absolutely incredible uh, formal wear on display. Um, But the big thing is, obviously, Black Panther is a big celebration uh, of Black culture. So it, it's hugely iconic for people of color right now. They're, they're so excited to see a film with a African king main character and with a African-American director. And like people are rallying behind this in a big way. But now that people have sat down and seen the film, the early feedback's in, insanely positive. Like people are saying it's great. I saw one person, uh, they tweeted they were sitting next to Lawrence Fishburne, I guess, at the premiere. And oh, yeah. he kept going like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, which led to a funny interaction where somebody tried to call them out being like how dare you put a black actor's 
unfiltered comments out on blast on Twitter. And like, you would never do that to a white actor. And Lawrence Fishburne respond, tweeted in response, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Which is great. This whole, somebody was trying to make a mound out of a molehill. And right. I was like, no, I don't. Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis don't take shit from nobody. <laughs> I know, no, we don't. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like people are saying it's simply insane. One person describes it as extremely bold and as touching as it is thrilling. It boasts a Game of Thrones-style intrigue, crazy innovative action, and a deep bench mm. of memorable characters. Top five Marvel movie for this person. I mean, so the feedback's great. I am personally completely pumped. Like, because the worst thing that could happen is if Black Panther sucked. That would be just such a, a deflating thing to have happen. But it does not seem to be the case. That so. it, it, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be amazing. I think Dennis is going to miss the point, not like it. I think Phil's going to buy it and not watch it. That's my prediction. No way, man. We already have our tickets for it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, we're going back home, and we're going to see it with... I come from a mixed-race family, so my family back home is super pumped. We're all going to go to the theater on, on Sunday and see it, and everything I read, it's fantastic. Donald Glover looked like the fucking boss on the red carpet in oh, his yeah. orange suit, man. And so I'm just stoked. I can't wait. I they, just, they just straight up went in Wakandan formal attire. Yeah, pretty much. That's so good. It's so amazing. Um, what I loved about uh, Donald Glover is like he's still rocking the Lando stash right now. Right? So, <laughs> nice. like, so he's wearing this orange suit. It's like Lando is just there. Like young Lando is at the premiere. On a side no. note, okay. I'm not going to dig into it deep, but uh, the Grammys were just this past week too. And he performed at the Grammys and then he won as well, I believe. He killed it. So I'm really excited for Donald Glover right now because I think he's going to have a smash success in you know his role as Lando with Han Solo. Even if that movie is pretty bad, I think he's going to kill it. Grammys were great for him. Like I think it's dude's going to blow up. I mean, he's already huge, but he's going to be king of the world soon. So. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm, I'm a big fan of him and his music. So it was sad to see him go on Community, but yeah. he won an Emmy in Atlanta. He was in, you know, yeah. he was great. In Atlanta season Spider-Man. two, up too, so, so I mean, it's just like it's about time that that the world recognizes how badass Donald Glover is. The world is ready for the dong lover to be on top. <laughs> it sounded like you said dong lover, but <laughs> it's fine. Oh man, I, I, I would handle on social media, which I I think is the most. Oh, it was one of his com- one of his stand up comedy bits was how uh, you know if people shorten his first name, it's Don Glover, yeah. dong lover. Dong lover. Well, shame on me. I would do anything to be on Atlanta, man. Uh, I love that show. And I love what he does with it and just who he is. And uh, Now, he's not in Black Panther, right? Because his character is Miles Morales' uncle in this yeah, universe. He's so he was just there because he is who he is, and he should be at the red carpets for these things. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Disney... Han Solo, he's going to be on the red carpet. Yeah, I mean, I imagine any of the Marvel people, plus the, like you said, the Disney family, that kind of thing. Plus, he's Donald Glover. I mean, you should have him at all red carpets, in my opinion. All of them, literally. All of, like, yeah, literally, everything. all of them. You know, and, Attack and of the Killer Tomatoes 3, Donald Glover will be on the red carpet, I'm just saying. I mean, he is the showrunner, writer, and um, executive producer for the new Deadpool show that's coming out. Wait, so what, he does. Wait, 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 wait. A Deadpool show? Rega- yeah. Regale me, my friend. What, what, I mean, this, what are we talking was, about? This was reported, uh, I think, like a year ago. But, well, um, but that doesn't count because I forget last week. And yeah, it's not here yet. I've heard of it, too. I, I, from what I remember, it's going to be an animated Deadpool show on FXX. 
And he's writing and producing and running. Oh, Show running, yeah. writing, uh-huh. and EPing it. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's 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 slated to come out this year, but everything is being very close to the chest. So they're not letting too much go yet. But you know, he he's he's got his hands on multiple Marvel in all the pies. Yes. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in, in Black Panther 2. So I hope. Fingers crossed. I yeah. wonder I, I, I wonder how they'll do that because it feels like they might have wasted him making him Miles Morales' uncle. You know, unless there's some side character that No, he's Prowler. Uncle. He's Prowler. I don't know who the fuck Prowler is. That's yeah, but Spider-Man villain. That's why you don't know who he Prowler's is. Prowler's not in one of the two comics well, I've read in my life. Some, sometimes villain, most well, of the yes. time, good guy. We've never, you know, casted somebody as Johnny Blaze and then put some, you know, uh, <laughs> shields and fucking wingtips on him. This has never happened. Character changes have never happened. Yeah. I mean, Edward Norton is going to be great in this Infinity War. I can't wait. I mean, they recast <laughs> people all the fucking time. Yeah, look at that. So, so far, so far. And War Machine, in you're the right. MCU. There's quite a but, lot. But they didn't put the same person who played War Machine in as a different character, is what I'm saying. They might take them out and recast them, but they don't take somebody you've seen and make them a different character in the MCU so far. What if he what if he was a character that maybe you didn't see his face, but he, he got to do the voice and the mocap for? That'd be fun. See, that's what I said for Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was the voice of Groot. And when they were talking about Inhumans going to the big screen originally, I said he should be Black Bolt. He never speaks, but you see him as Black Bolt. You never see him as Groot, but you hear him. And that would be a cool, fun thing to do. But yeah. Didn't they just recast? Hold on. Fuck. Yeah, they recast in humans as uh, straight to syndication garbage. Um, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. He's the new villain in Black Panther, and he was yes. just in was the... That's, that's two times we've had he's not, human torture. Wait, no, 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 no. But he's not in the MCU. Right? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Neither, the MCU. Yeah, yeah, but that's... But, yeah, but you wouldn't, take, you wouldn't take Michael B. Jordan now for the character he's playing and make him something. That's all I'm saying is, is no. I hope they bring Donald Glover back and make him Prowler and be awesome with it. You know, Chrysler will back him all the way. Well, I mean, clearly, they're, they're not going to just put him in Homecoming and just have it be a one-time thing. Yeah, they could. Well, they could put him in Spider-Man Homecoming to the Homecoming. <laughs> the, the prom? Spider-Man yeah. prom? The Homecoming? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right. but, you know, use make him, like, a good character. Don't make him into, like, fucking Rocket Racer or something if you're going to reuse him somehow in an Avengers movie. They're not gonna reuse him. They might just make him the same character. You, you don't know. I mean, look, but why? But why Prowler in a Black Panther film? You know, I don't know. That's them saying that. I don't know. because you're. Why getting... he gotta be in Black Panther? Why? Why do all the black dudes gotta be yeah, in Black Phil. Panther? Oh well, I didn't mean it like that. I thought we wanted to see him. No, Charles did. No, Charles that was Phil. Racist. Phil did it. <laughs> Jesus come on, Charles. Christ. Charles, come on. That's racist. All right, now. So, uh, Jean Grey is alive again. <laughs> That's excellent. Jumping right into it. I don't really. Speaking of black characters, here's the whitest <laughs> white bread white girl of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> And uh, she, no got, she got no booty. She got no booty. She Nobody cares. Uh, they have not done a Jean Grey on screen that I give a damn about at all. Are you oh, kidding? You, you shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. It's a Stark, okay? Don't you? I, we got fucking Xenia on a top. Like, when I die, it's going to be crushed between a woman's thighs in a similar fashion. Don't <laughs> take that away from my goddamn... I, yeah, actually, both, both screen jeans were fine. It's just the, eh. the films surrounding them were rough. Maybe, maybe, 
maybe I can't separate them from the film, but I, I remember I saw the Phoenix under the lake. I went, oh, that's the Phoenix, and it just, I didn't, I, mm -mm. just, mm-mm. Mm -hmm. But what's the new story that I'm probably not going to give a shit about? Uh, so just today, since we're recording on Wednesday, Marvel has polished off uh, a five-issue miniseries about Gene called Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Gene Grey, which has a you know hodgepodge team of X-Men get together and they're kind of investigating this whole mystery of is she returning, is she not, what's going on, what's with this parallel universe thing that we're dealing with. And in just the last issue, just to really get to the nitty gritty of what's going on, they fight the Phoenix Force itself, which created like this sort of fake heaven for Jean. And they fight a whole bunch of dead X-Men and eventually it gets to the point where Jean confronts the Phoenix herself and she's cut herself off from it and she's alive again in probably one of the most underwhelming character resurrections I've ever seen. Kind of like the first time she came back as no the first Phoenix. time she came back was fucking awesome she's yeah, piloting the, the, we covered that on panel to panel it was mm. what the when she they the first dark, the, we did dark phoenix on panel by panel and yeah it was it was very sexist and ham-fisted i thought i don't know well gene has died and come back a couple of times the first time she's crashes a ship into like the Atlantic Ocean and it blows up underneath and she just comes out as the Phoenix. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, Jean's dead. It's crazy. Yeah. And then later after the whole dark Phoenix stuff, she's on the moon. She gets killed by laser beams while they're, you know, while she's on trial for literally eating planets and devouring suns <laughs> and stuff. Galactus you know, Jr. Yeah. More, well, she's like on another level than he is. Like Galactus eats stuff that's already there. In Excalibur, they established that the Phoenix eats life that hasn't, yet come to be she's like a cosmic abortion wow it's like kind of wow. fucked up. that's really see i don't i mean i'm not knocking my likes the character because i obviously haven't read it and don't get the nuances but it just sounds like a really fucked up character yeah there's a lot of like the but but just the last time she died she was alive and the first time it was gene with the phoenix inside all the other times before it was either the Phoenix masquerading as her or something else. Like it created a Jean shape and was just walking around pretending to be Jean while the real Jean was getting pulled out of the ocean by the Avengers. It's a long story. But the last time she was alive, she was on the X-Men, she was human, and she was powered up by the Phoenix Force. And Magneto gave her a stroke, which is really kind of mundane way to die in comic books. Like, so she's been, that was in like 2003. So she's been like dead, dead in heaven. We've seen her in like the white hot Phoenix heaven room for like 15 years. And now they finally pull her out of it and she's severed her connection. It's, it's weird because we've had all these other stories that were like fake out rebirths for so long. And they're like, oh, well, Jean can never come back without the Phoenix. Like, the, the two are one. It's destiny. And then they show you, like, thousands of years of past history that this fucking thing has inhabited every redhead under the sun. It's insane. There's nothing about the Phoenix that is remotely interesting or makes sense anymore. But now we can explore Phoenixless Jean stories that are aren't time-displaced Jean duplicate. Are, and do you care, Casey? I mean, is this something that you're happy about? Uh, I've always liked Jean's presence on the team. I like what this means for Wolverine also having come back to life. 
because Cyclops is, love triangle Cyclops is fucking dead and it's time for my boy Logan to move in on that thing he's been waiting to tap for about 35 years. <laughs> We're both undead, baby. Let's get it on. Yeah, I mean, come on. But see, the weird thing now is that there's two Wolverines still. There's young Wolverine walking around and then there's old man Logan Wolverine walking around. So now she's got her pick of Wolverine. Eiffel Tower! Both! Oh! <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, you just... I set you up for it. You did. I mean... But, you know, what does this mean? It means you're going to have to check out forthcoming issues of (laughs) X-Men Red to see if Jean Grey gets double teamed by Wolverine. Or not. (laughs) Or not. Or not. I mean, it looks like she's going to be wearing her costume, a costume that's very similar to the one she wore in the 90s cartoon, which is most people's exposure to the x-men i think at least in our age yeah. bracket. Um, remember when this was a family-friendly show yeah right oh boy do we miss those days <laughs> what, i was just talking about landmarks i mean yeah <laughs> whatever hey, is, is, what was that uh spy comedy that was two guys going after a legally blonde chick uh had bane in it and tom hardy and i forget who the other actor was but they were trying to win over um reese witherspoon and they're both spies and it's it's uh says nobody gets to reference is a really bad segue into hey you remember when uh disney and fox and marvel are doing some awesome stuff together yeah don't hold your breath for a long long time apparently feige has said that uh the marvel studios fox merger won't happen anytime soon so which we know clots from our history with disney games and played them they always say everything is soon, which means it's a year out. So when he says it's not soon, are we thinking a decade? What are we thinking here? No, no, no. He uh, he clarified. Um, in his statement, he said due to uh, certain legalities, uh, it won't happen for another 18 months. Well, that's not too bad. So, basically, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. It no. gives them a year and a half to, to line up all their ducks and viciously murder them once it once everything Howard the ducks. Well, yeah. So they did. I thought personally, they did really great with Legion. Fox did. Do you think that they'll still do? We haven't heard anything about Legion se- season two at all. Have we? I don't. Yes. Okay. Oh, Legion, we? Legion is really self-contained. Right. Uh, being that it, it's a period piece. Yeah. It's barely tied into the comic right. stuff. As it's very psychedelic. I don't see any problems with Legion. Um, similarly, I don't necessarily see any problems with stuff like The Gifted, if that continues to do well. Oh, that um, was so good. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think the, the, the current Fox stuff that's going on, if anything, just conveniently slides into the rest of the 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 whole world you know? hand over agents of shield to fox and let's see a really good yeah, agents of shield let's not cuz they going on like, hiatus let's not go fucking crazy charles yeah yeah cuz fox fox loses as often as it wins it happens to be winning right now um on tv and on the big screen they're losing but I well what that, but, but what i would say though what i would say though is uh the other thing is about agents of shield apparently it's gotten quite good again. I'm not totally caught up. It's better than the last season. It's definitely better. I don't have the issues I had with the last season, but it's it went it leaned heavy into. I, I'm trying to avoid any kind of spoilers for anybody, but it leaned really heavy into comic book world. You know what they would do in comics, which is a hard left on TV, honestly. But it's 
I've enjoyed I've enjoyed some of the character progression and some of the stuff they've done. And I'm not fully caught up yet either. But I'm a good four or five episodes into the new season, but uh, so, in February it is going on hiatus in February. Yes. So I, I know Legion comes back in a couple couple months, and that good. I I mean, Agents is done for hiatus. Well, they're not or, done because Disney won't let them be done. ABC tried to cancel them. Disney went, nope, that's right back on the board. Thanks. Interesting. Uh, I watched season one. The show that wouldn't die. Well, the Winter Olympics is coming up, and that's going to be taking over a lot of TV stuff. I'm scanning the article. Go ahead, Klaus. So, so the the thing is, what Disney is doing with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is they're treating it like a loss leader where they're keeping the MCU in people's faces all the time. Even though they're doing three movies this year, they still want something that week to week people get their little taste of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if they're not watching actively, the, the weekly ads that run for the show and everything are keeping the TV viewing audience attuned to the whole property. So that's why they're not going to let it get pulled, you know, because ultimately it, it keeps the MCU up front and in people's faces for good or bad which is a strategy that works i mean it is what it is so they got disconnected from the film that was that's one of the coolest things about it was it was connected to the film it was a nice thread that kept everything well, running i think that happened for a lot of reasons uh one you're not going to get a lot of these film actors to come do tv at least not cheaply affordably we well, didn't have part. to it was that the, the storylines right like uh, going up to winter soldier how they played right up to it then the movie happened and then Two weeks after yeah. the movie, they came in that with they, after. Ah, so good. That they did very well. Yeah, I mean, the Winter Soldier tie-ins were solid. Yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. That kind of That thing. was like well, the high point of the show. Yeah. I don't know. Not, mm, are you kidding me? Come on. I, honestly, I thought all the Hydra stuff on the show was pretty bad. See, I thought like, the Inhuman I, stuff was kind of bad myself. Well, no, the Inhuman stuff was bad, too. Don't get me wrong. But, like, they've done some good stuff here. We're like literally digging for corn in a shit pile right now. I mean, <laughs> if you'll if, pardon my country homeboy, Georgia, colorful metaphors. Oh, get, your, get your brother back in line, man. Phil, I, you don't get to have an opinion because you said you only watched season one. No, I know. That's all I do. Like, season I, one was the I, worst. Literally. And I pushed myself through it. And oh, it was bad. Like, Holy shit. Like, we were doing From the Helicarrier back then, and I was like, uh, this is just your regular procedural mm-hmm. villain of the week, or, well, you know, mutant of, not mutant, I'm sorry, inhuman of the week or whatever. <laughs> no, the week. Monster of the week, if you will. Yeah, and, yeah. like, it was rough. Like, the first season was bad. Second season found its stride, and you started to get invested in the characters. The character work is fine, for the most part. I mean, there's some things that I haven't loved, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's overall not great, but there are great runs. Like what Agents of Shield does achieve is you'll get like four or five episodes that run together that are amazing once in a while, but yeah. it just doesn't happen for the entire season. No, Ghost Rider was one of the best things they did. I think Ghost the Ghost Rider stuff was good, and then yeah. it got bogged down. Darkhold and, and yeah, yeah, the Darkhold stuff was like that just dragged out too much. Did they ever introduced Jennifer Kale in the show. No, no, what a mistake. Not to my knowledge. I, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Jennifer Kiel's a mutant, isn't she? No, she's a sorceress, but she's involved with stuff like the Darkhold and the Tome of Zeredna. But you oh, figure yeah. if they're going to sneak in any B or C list characters, she's one that I just happen to really like. But no, I know, and we knew with mergers like this, it takes a good year period for the FCC to approve everything and, and to make sure everything's up and up. And, you know, the SEC as well has to say, you know, you have to dump so much stock or, you know, you can't have an imbalance in the marketplace and so on and so forth. 
So there's a lot of legality. So 18 months is actually right on point with what a companies of these well, sizes go through. And Feige even says in this in this article, this interview, he goes, I read about it in the press like most people did. Uh, these are big deals. They cert- they're certainly above my pay grade. The truth of the matter, as I understand it, is the deal has to be figured out. There's been no communication. We're not thinking about it. We're focusing on everything we've already announced. If and when the deal actually happens, we'll start to think more about it. Until then, we have a lot to do. It would be years away. We've announced everything through 2019, so none of those would be adjusted. I think about it through 2019, through the movies we've already shot and are about to start filming. I'm hoping to deliver on everything we've promised thus far. So I I really think that this is going to be, if anything, Fox is going to tie into MCU 2.0, which is fine. I mean, who can forget when we were going to have that Inhumans, the movie in 2019? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, I think it would have been fine as a movie because they wouldn't have tried to cheap out like they did with the TV show. Biggest problem with that show is that they tried to cut corners. You can see it everywhere. You can see it in the like the props and the set designs and the use of CGI when they didn't need to use CGI. Like, you don't have to show me CGI to sell me on like a alien city. You just need to show me weird architecture. Right. You know, in the rooms, like, that's it. You don't have to show me these crazy elaborate backdrops. So, yeah, no, I, it, yeah. it's Inhumans is going to go down in history as being one of the most meaty, steamy piles yeah. of uh, hot garbage. Every time it touches the screen, it goes sideways. You yeah. know, it's, it's just not good. Like Paul Giamatti, it goes sideways. <laughs> uh, that's the second week in a row you've made a sideways joke. Yeah, as he's. he's Sipping his wine laced with cold medicine. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak of those times. Company secrets. Consider supporting the show over at patreon.com slash breaking the panel. We have levels ranging anywhere between a dollar and twenty dollars a month. One dollar a month is just a tip saying thank you for making the greatest breaking the panel on the internet. You're welcome. I'll keep making it if you keep giving me your tip. Oh, jeez. $5 a month? That gets you into our Discord, and you can talk to people like... You're not podcasting. Charles McFall, Paul Klotz, Casey Straws. Or me, Philip the Greatest. You're welcome. Well, see you later. And so here we come back at you. You know, it's the fact that Phil... I keep thinking that Phil's going to be gone next week. It's throwing me off. It's throwing me off. But next week... We have uh, the indomitable Brian D. Bradley. He is going to be in and known for su- such successes as being married to Audrey Kearns. And, uh, he's you mean the writer for Scrubs? Uh, yeah. And he did some Mad TV and Uncle Buck, and he's, he's all kind of cool writing. He's got a new show, and we're going to talk to him about the new show that he's got the pilot picked up for. And some real-life adventures that apparently have happened recently. Uh, all his love of geekery. He'll be on next week. So no, that's cool. awesome. He's a good dude. Yeah. So this one has come out. We've talked about <laughs> Movie Pass. Uh, it, it's I'm the only one in the crew who jumped on board, and we broke the news back in August when it was the big controversial thing. It was $50 a month, and they dropped it down to 10 and AMC started to fight with them. And I jumped on to see how it works. I can speak educationally. And plus, if it works, which it does, I get to see a lot more movies, which I do. I get to go see Shape of Water this weekend. I'm very excited about that because of Movie Pass. We debated on how they're making their money, right? How they're going to have a sustainable model. 
And there's some knee-jerk headlines that are out there about the fight with AMC that I'm going to clear up right here. But we found out, they've talked a bit about how... A bit about how they... A boat, a a butt. (laughs) About a butt. Uh, it's kind of like insurance for movie theaters. The whole goal is to get people back into movie theaters going to see movies. They were able to drop the price to $10 after two major marketing firms bought a majority stake last year as Helios and Matheson. Actually, I think that's one firm. I'm sorry. Helios and Matheson uh, bought a majority stake and analytics. Like, oh, look at that. What I theorize is, you know how much data they're getting off of my card swiping going to the movies? They're going to be selling that. And that is absolutely part of what they're doing. They have also come out and said, apparently, with a lot of theaters, they've negotiated uh, $3 of each movie ticket they get and 30% of the concession stand, which makes sense because my wife and I both agree that since we're not having to pay for the movie and we're going to, I mean, at least four movies a month, if not more, on average for us, $10 a pop. And the I don't remember the actual board name, but basically the American Movie Board has done their study for 2017 and shown that the average movie ticket in America is $9 across the board. Now, of course, in New York, you're looking at $15, $16 sometimes. Uh, you can get as low as 4 or $5 in rural areas. So it, the average is about 9 bucks. Uh, but since we're not dropping money on movie tickets, we're more inclined to buy popcorn and drink, which all that money stays inside the theater and helps them out more. So they're, they're trying to get a percentage. But here's the knee-jerk part, right? It's that AMC, you know, has gone to war with them saying it's unsustainable and it's gonna, they're going to fail. And when they fail, the customer's going to be mad at us and all this, all this corporate bull. And I like AMC as a theater, but there's a bunch of corporate bull. Well, what you're going to hear is that they're pulling, they're, they're pulling out of a whole bunch of theaters. No, MoviePass to show, hey, here's our effectiveness. Here's what we've done to help bring you traffic. They're pulling out of nine amc major theaters the largest theaters in the nation for amc that get the most foot traffic and it's uh los angeles california santa clara buena vista which is the disney one right the disney amc there in in florida boston massachusetts chicago illinois san diego uh, mclean virginia tampa florida and linwood washington will not be participating movie pass will not offer tickets in those theaters and that's all that is and apparently it's a negotiating tactic because they tried to negotiate with AMC to get $1 per ticket and 10% of the concessions. And of course, AMC is just holding firm. Now, what do you guys think about their business tactics of negotiating with the theaters and this war between them and AMC? One of the things that comes out of this uh, article that's at CNN, money.cnn.com, uh, they talk about how their customers are going twice as often as they did before, mm-hmm. right? What does the movie theater industry desperately need more than anything right now? People to show up, people to start turning out. And something, a program like this is getting people to put their asses in seats in a way that they weren't doing before. Because the big barrier for a long time has been cost. So if this company can successfully mitigate the cost, like reducing the cost for tickets that much, but, you know, however it works, because, I mean, it's a subscription service, right? Right. How many subscription services do people either underuse or not use at all for a, an enrollment period? You know what I mean? 
It happens all the time. It's how insurance works. It's how so many things work in businesses. Like you forget about that fee. Oh, right. Planet Fitness. Yeah. Planet, Planet Fitness, Fitness. That's how they make their money. Yeah. I mean, Planet Fitness, <laughs> I imagine their number, yeah. their actual like walk-in numbers are as low as like 20% of their total subscriptions. I've given them a few hundred dollars over the years and only gone a couple times, you know? But yeah, no, the whole thing is like this this is getting people to go to the movies again. So this is a huge opportunity for the movie theater. So I don't understand why AMC's got to be in their bonnet. Like play yeah, the game. I don't know. This is put this is bring people Now here's the other thing. If I can get tickets for $10 like pay $10 a month and go to the movies a lot more and not have to keep paying for the ticket, what am I going to buy while I'm there? I'm going to buy concessions mm-hmm. because there's no reason not to. Now that $6 drink isn't as crazy to me because I didn't pay anything for this ticket. If I'm going to my second movie a month at $10 a month, I'm mm-hmm. getting a deal. Like from mm-hmm. that point further, every further movie is, a, you know what I mean? So I think the theaters need to adjust their business models in response. And I think they should be teaming up, not fighting them. Like and I think some it's are. Great. Right. I mean, this is going to get people into your businesses. This is going to let you control some of the pricing that you've had to raise to remain solvent. You know what I mean? To, to continue to generate profits. This is great. I'd love to see movie theaters get back to where they were 20 years ago, where on a Saturday, Friday or Saturday night, the local movie theater was completely packed yeah. and every, you know, every showing of a major movie had at least half, you know, fulfillment because that's a great vibe. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not for everybody, but honestly, like part of the movie going experience, in my opinion, is that shared experience with a bunch of other people, you know? So yeah, that, that's, I, I definitely think you, if I was a theater company, I would be leaning into this right now. I'd be like, let, let's sit down at the table and figure out how we can work together. And I think this keeps the mom and pop theaters open more you know we talked about that with the oh, star sure, wars yeah. news about you had to run it for weeks blah 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 your biggest ones and mom and pops ones but we can't run it uh we've been very frustrated in our because we have an amc theater and then we have another smaller chain called uh new vision i think and they only have a handful of theaters maybe it's just a regional chain i don't know and that's mm-hmm. it that's well easily to get to that's it that's all we have and the shape of water which i've been wanting to see since i saw the first trailer of it came out two or three weeks ago now i didn't check to see if it was a limited release early or what but it's not near us and we could not my wife and i could not get to it and it's finally come into our chain here uh this weekend and we're gonna go see it but i got to go see darkest night our darkest hour rather which would i would wait it to see that because mm-hmm. it's not a big huge uh superhero blockbuster one of my daughters got to see my little pony that never would have happened because she was the only one who wanted to see it and if only one in this family wants to see it, it ain't going to happen because we got to take six people to the theater before. That's how we'd work it. And we just can't single out one kid. But now she got to see that. My son got to see Ninjago by himself. Girl, that was the My Little Pony movie. My, my wife took her. I didn't get to see it. So <laughs> I, I'm sure it was good, Brony. It was all right. Um, yeah. you know, Friendship is magic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It, it is. It's gotten me more into the theater. Now, here's the thing with AMC, too is they had a major partnership with Coke to where Coke was doing for five or six years. The Coke, Myra Coke Rewards Program, yes, Phil, the, the nose candy Coke, yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem to be on nose candy a little bit sometimes. But my Coke Rewards, where you put in the caps and get the points, you know, I talked openly about that on the shows. That's how my wife and I were able to afford to go just to the th- superhero movies so I could do the panels, was we'd save up our points and we'd get the free movie tickets and get the popcorn and make it a date night every three months or so. My Coke Rewards rebooted in December, or well, they stopped in this. No, it's back in midsummer. 
it's not like that anymore. Every month, it's kind of like Xbox Live Gold, right? Or PlayStation uh, Store, where PlayStation Plus, where they have a random game every month, and that changes up every month. Coke has gone to that with their rewards. Is This month, we might have total bullshit you know you don't want. And next month, we'll have... Uh, they're not even doing movie passes anymore for the AMC. They're just doing uh, a popcorn. And this time, it has to be a popcorn and a Coke, uh, and that's fine. But it's like, I don't know what AMC has done or what Coke decided to do, but no longer is that partnership there. So, AMC, you're hurting. You're hurting for this because we're not going to drop $20 every time we go because my wife tries to go at least once a week to the theater with somebody, one of the kids or me. And sometimes she'll go two or three times, depending on what's going on. But So, so uh, is AMC... Have they ever released the money or or at least a percentage of what their sales are from concessions? I did not look that up. I don't know. So, I mean, playing the devil's advocate, they may think that they're not making enough off of concessions to make this work for them. That's the only uh, thing I can think of. But my, because... my understanding, though, is that MoviePass is paying for the tickets. Yeah, just the tickets. All right. Like yeah, they're just buying the tickets. So when they try so, to get two dollars or three dollars off each ticket, instead of paying you ten dollars, they'll pay you seven. Is what they're doing. Is what it sounds like. Yeah, um, I mean, so that's the thing. That's apparently what they're fighting about. It's like this company is buying movie tickets in bulk. Why you're would getting you not, your money? Why are you bitching yeah, why, about getting? Why money? wouldn't you work with them? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you make this a little bit better for them? You know, that's, that's why I don't feel bad about not buying concessions when I go to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad. I mean, it, like classes. theater. Don't need to buy it at the counter. <laughs> I mean, class is actually wrong on the price. It's like eight dollars for a soda, and they have they they up well, their it's $6 game. Here, but, oh yeah, yeah, well it's a little more here, but they up their game. Uh, yeah, but they they've added all these fancy you know popcorns that you can get we still haven't arrived at my theater but you can order hot meals now and i'm talking about in the shithole theater that i go to but it's literally 15 dollars for a pound and a half bavarian pretzel and the whole thing it comes with a special box i'm like yeah but it's it's bread why am i gonna spend spend 15 dollars for well bread you just said it's eight dollars for a soda did you yeah. just say it comes in a collector's box no because they don't special box it's still cardboard it's not a collector's box Oh yeah, but you just said it's eight dollars for a soda. Yeah, for for a fountain soda. Yeah, that that is like it costs eight dollars for an entire bag. Uh, yeah, I mean for an entire bag of the syrup that becomes that soda, you can buy a two yeah. liter for a dollar at a Walmart. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. we're uh, when we talk, you know, economy scale, like it's insane. But I understand that they have to mark it up to a certain degree to make money. But like, come on, dude. So I we're Work with it to get people in and pay yeah. those exorbitant prices. I mean, yeah. And I'm a member of the AMC club. So they get, I don't remember what the cost is now. It's under, it's either under or just around 20 bucks for the year to be an AMC premier customer, which means I get to cut in line and I get discounts and special days. Yo, you're a Stubbs and, member, my dude. Yep. Premier Stubbs, man. And, yes. But from what I remember, yeah. you and your local AMC are not on the, the best footing right now no the local one I, i've definitely complained to the chain about yeah. how they've done and that's the thing other companies have partnered with movie pass to put their rewards program inside of the movie pass program so it's automatically calculated uh I, there's only like two chains i don't recognize them but they're in there and i do know the one at the mall that's the new vision that i talked about they have their own little club that'll give me rewards for when i go there and they have the nice old amc house that still has the beautiful seats and the nice clean floors and the beautiful counters and Ooh. i think i'd rather just 
go out there and do that. But I'm I'm I like AMC as a, a chain, but as a corporation, you gotta get your head out of your ass, man. This is gonna revitalize the movie going market because why? When I have a 4K TV and a beautiful surround sound bar and I can just sit at home and not have to, because I get what Klaus is saying. I have no disagreement with what he's saying. And every once in a while, when it's a good movie and I get that full theater reaction, I do like it. But for the most part, I'm dealing with stinky ass people who either think the Axe Body Spray is a shower and it ain't, or they don't believe in showers, period, and it stinks. And they're talking because they think they're at home. That pisses me off. So if I can stay home on my nice big screen TV, and surround sound and make my own popcorn. Why am I going to the theater? Well, now Charles, I'm going. Charles, I'm completely with you. The only reason I go to movies is that is so is because I'm so wired into all this fandom. I don't want to have anything ruined for me. Yeah, right. If they did a simultaneous release for at home viewers and people in the theater, I would never go to a movie theater again. Truth, it's too convenient. It's yeah. it's like. Yeah. It's like what happened when they started doing digital downloads and against movies. Yeah, on iTunes, now, now, same day as release. Yeah, now they're bundled, so it's kind of like you do get the best of both worlds in, in a physical copy and a digital copy when you'd be paying for it anyway. But just straight digital release, I'm all about it. I'm waiting for one of these major chains to start a daycare system inside their movie theater. <laughs> there you go. I, w- I will give them $20 to $40 a ticket. So me and my wife can actually see a movie. Why don't you yeah. just go to a why don't you go to a mommy and me screening? Are they doing that for uh it's called Tuesday <laughs> afternoon at one o'clock? Yeah, <laughs> Deadpool? You gotta see it on a you gotta see it on a Wednesday at like yeah. afternoon. That's exactly what I used to go was the the early afternoon Wednesday showings of things so I could just watch the movie with some old farts who won't talk. And it's awesome. And when it, you're you're right, Phil, you got a small kid. When I had small kids, that was a major factor. And that also meant we were respectful of the people. So we didn't go on nights that people would go. We would just go, like you said, on a Wednesday afternoon at two. And if the baby's crying, we're the only people in the theater. It's okay. You know, type of deal. Uh, Yeah. Like we wanted to go see Coco. And I think my son is a little bit too young for the theater. I just just wanted to have your heart broken in the middle of the week, I guess. Hey, man. uh, That's what Pixar does best is just destroy us and then give us pretty colors yeah. but you know i i don't want to be that dickhead that brings their one and a half year old kid to the theater yeah no i get that and, and we appreciate for, that for a, movie, for a movie like you know any pixar thing yes it's it's a family movie but at the same point it's not because me and suzanne were going to pixar films years before that we had a kid because you know they they've set a bar for acceptable animation just give me my goddamn child care movie theater <laughs> yeah i hear that uh all right so we have a listener submitted uh headline here uh kyle lamming went over to our facebook page facebook.com forward slash breaking the panel and sent this to us this is from well we were trying to do it last week and facebook shifted some stuff up and we couldn't find it but this is from two weeks ago where we talked about nintendo labo right and this is a follow-up to what Nintendo Labo actually is. This is out of uh, the UK, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it gives you some insight on how the boxes work, how it interacts with the Switch, and it's kind of cool. I'm looking at the picture. I did read it, but I'm looking at the picture of the, the fishing rod that you build that's actually with a reel. It has a string going out, and it works with, it makes the, what they call it, the joy, 
con no the joy cons are the Joy-Con. actual controller yeah. right what's the the switch i guess it's the switch as a tablet so yeah. the switch as a tablet and it interacts with your fishing on that it, it's kind of cool interaction stuff i gotta ask at that price point though why i mean it, it's cool my kids would love it for a day and that'd be it i think right well here's the thing um nintendo can put out anything and people will purchase it so um i believe that they're putting this out to like i said before get into that build your own minecraft community you know hopefully get young kids to realize coding if you're if you do this plus this equals that they can hopefully understand there's a cause and effect for everything so like there's a little uh give me a second as i scroll down there's a little robot yeah, like a hex bug um, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So you put your Joy-Cons on, on both sides, and then you move its legs because of the vibration from the Joy-Cons. So yeah. uh, like I said before, I, I want it to work. <laughs> I won't purchase it at first, probably because I'll break it as building, or I'll somehow, you know, swallow one of the pieces and then it will never <laughs> yep. available again. Um, I hope it works out for Nintendo, but... Um, I still remember Wii Music. So yeah, wait, you what? Know, they, they promise a lot of things and then end up just falling short. Unfortunately, I Wii Music. I've never, I've got nothing on that one. Exactly. Yeah, no, it didn't go anywhere. I Is it a myth up. like the uh, like the Mm-mm. Nintendo sixty four disc drive? No, this is no, something no, they no, announced, and they actually did this sort thing with an orchestra to announce it, and it just never went anywhere. While you're looking that up, I, I mean, I think it's really cool, like the piano, an actual cardboard piano that works because it's working with the IR sensors and, and 3D sensors and all this other stuff that's built in with the switch and the cons. That a cardboard button you make that twists will actually work because it's sensing the motion and this and that and the other, and it's interpreting it into the game. I, it's a really, really cool idea. Just, just, I don't know, it's just too expensive, and, and Phil swallows things he shouldn't. But I mean, like, how much are people using their PlayStation VR? How many people are using their Xbox Connect? I don't even know. They discontinued that, by the way. Exactly. So it's all but said, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, So it's like, are we? I I I don't know if Nintendo is once again late to the game, or they're ahead of the curve already. So right. Right now, it can go either way for me. And and like I said, I, I. they're very um, indie friendly right now with the Switch, and I'm excited to see what maybe indie developers or just people to hack the shit out of this and see what comes from the actual community. I mean, that's something that Klaus said is that somebody will buy these kits, right, and scan them in, and all of a sudden you'll get plans online and do it yourself at home for free. And Yeah, I, I really think people are going to, they're going to scan in the patterns for the cardboard stuff, and people are just going to chop it out themselves. Sure. You, I mean, you're still paying for the software. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, it depends on how they do the software because, I mean, it's not like Nintendo's never been hacked before, you know? It's true. So, I don't know. It, it, I hate to be the Debbie Downer about it, but I'm not. Honestly, I think this is just a gimmick. You know what I mean? I, th- I think I really feel like somebody at Nintendo's like, we get away with everything. Let's do the most absurd thing we can possibly <laughs> imagine and see if, it, if people still give us money. And you know what's going to happen is a dump truck full of money is going to back up yeah. to Nintendo. I mean, you're talking to the biggest Nintendo apologist. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell. And I just, uh, I don't, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to, I don't gonna, see a virtual boy on that shelf. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can't find one. Um, I, I live in central Pennsylvania, not, 
you know, a major city. So I've been looking and I have a place for it. It's just not there yet. Ah. eBay, man. eBay. Ah, I'm just imagining you open Phil's closet. There's like a podium and a golden light shining down. It's like, and this is where I (laughs) put a virtual virtual boy. (laughs) If I had one. Uh, don't pay don't look at that don't. yeah you know I mean, um, well i mean yes ebay is an option but i mean i like the hunt i mean that's yeah fun. you like to go physically like, look like for to things go out and physically hunt for them yeah uh, i do appreciate your your enunciation on that that was very very I, I, clear i too appreciate the most dangerous game uh so Man, most dangerous <laughs> thank you thank you to kyle for finding that story and giving it to us man you're awesome and we appreciate you submitting that uh to us through the facebook page and this kind of leads us into playing watching reading because the last headline is something that i know clots has been on top of the last couple of days why don't you go ahead and talk about your new game that you're playing uh so there well there's there's actually two uh exciting games that came out in the last couple of days, uh, the new Dissidia Final Fantasy NT came out for PS4, uh, which is exciting. I haven't gotten a chance to mess with it, but my roommate picked it up. Uh, but also to coincide with it, the global release of Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia, which is a mobile game, came out. And I've been playing it. I've actually been playing it throughout the show right now as well. I'm digging it Don't so far. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than... Um, than a lot of the other uh, Japanese gacha style games that are out there. One of the biggest differences is you don't like the gacha, the, the random loot aspect of it isn't for pulling characters. It's for pulling equipment for those characters. So that's kind of an interesting twist because if you want to play very casually, you can play most of the game, jump in, get to play all your favorite Final Fantasy characters because it's pulling from all the, you know, all the prominent can games. Can I be Sid? Which Sid one? is not in it, but there's... Uh, <laughs> there's a million Sid. Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, uh, from 8, I think, is the one. But all, all the main characters are in here. A lot of the support characters, some of the villains are in here as playable characters. It's like, if I look at it right now, I've been playing for a couple days. I'm still working through the story and unlocking characters, but I've got, you know, Warrior of Light, uh, Rem from Type Zero, Cloud, of course, Zidane, mm-hmm. Ishtola, and Ida from uh, Cecil. 14, Cecil. Cecil. Uh, Dark Knight, Cecil, yeah, Hope, Yuna is here, Vivi from 9, Zaz from 14, Tifa from 7, Tifa, yeah, yeah. Uh, King from Type Zero, what is it, Orku? Edge, no, no Orku is not. Oh, damn it. Um, That's still quite a collection if you Yeah, I mean, you're right. Days van from 12 yeah no so i mean and they're all so final fantasy brave exvius the other final fantasy mobile game i play you have to get the characters like you have to they're part of the gotcha and so if if you like somebody like for example ramza from final fantasy tactics he's a five-star base there's no way to get him unless you win the lottery like when you're pulling in this game you get all the characters it's just a matter of what people are like re-rolling for at the start here is the chance to get the best equipment for their favorite characters or the really strong meta ones. And so it, it's kind of a different take. It's not as deep of a game as some of the other mobile games I've played. Like, it's definitely not like an Avengers Alliance level of depth or anything like that or Future Fight. Um, it's a little bit more, it's more of an action game, but it does have the three-person party, you know, fighting multiple enemies, you know, taking turns at turn-based stuff. Um, the graphics being really, are sharp, man. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, the character models are done in chibi style, which is that's kind of the nature of the mobile game at this point, especially for the Japanese properties. The big thing is though, if you check it out right now, they are giving away a metric fuck ton of the premium currency. 
that you get 5,000 of the premium gems just for playing right now in the first few days because it's the pre-reg bonus. And then they give you 10,000 for finishing the tutorial. That uh, equates to three 10 pulls for the equipment, which is pretty generous. Now, you said and pre-reg. Then, Do I need to like go and register before I log into the game? Everybody everybody gets the pre-reg, even okay. if you didn't pre-reg. So cool. it's, it's there. But yeah, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, uh, check it out. And if you have a PS4, you know, check out Dissidia FFNT uh, and see if that's something you're interested in, too. And if you get one of the collector's editions of that, it comes with a code for uh, Opera Omnia, where you get a special sword for Cloud and some other stuff. So, you know, it, it's it's pretty sweet. I don't know if I'll be playing this game for months to come like I do some of my other mobile games, but it's still a cool little thing. Some of the interactions in the story are pretty funny, too. Like uh, Zidane from Nine, like, starts hitting on the female characters, like, a few missions in. He's a, and, uh, the, a beach bum volleyball. I mean, it wasn't volleyball, but the No, the that's, that's, you're thinking of 10. That's, that was. Oh, that was, I am thinking of 10. I'm sorry. Uh, no, Zidane is from Nine. He's the monkey one with the prehensile tail. But he's, like, hitting on, yeah. like, the girls. Like, so he hits on Tifa from Seven. And she's like, we're, like, trying to save the world right now. I ain't got no time for that. And then he hits on Rem from Type Zero, and she's like, yeah, like, I have a terminal illness, like, bark up a different tree. And then he looks at Ishtola from uh, 14, and he just, like, dot, 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 like, never mind. <laughs> and it, it was a great little moment. So they definitely get some of the personality of the, the characters into the mix. Uh, it's all Japanese voice work, but there's it's a full English translation, so it's pretty dope. But that's cool, man. I, I, you know what? If you did a stream where I could see you play some of this stuff, I'd watch the crap out of that. Uh, I would maybe try to stream it except the only emulator i'm aware of that works for it is blue stacks oh that's a dangerous one yeah i don't really care for blue stacks i've yeah. used nox and mimu but blue stacks is kind of clunky and nasty but we'll see i got really lucky with my uh people are re-rolling their accounts i did really well on mine uh like i got the the five-star weapon for cloud and warrior light and some other characters so i'm in good shape and i didn't have to re-roll so i'm gonna just ride out and see how it goes phil how about you man my entire week has been full of dick. Philip K. Dick, to be exact. <laughs> he, oh man. So I started and already got through season one of Men in the High Castle. Nice. Um, I watched, I, I love it. I mean, season one was really great. I watched the um, pilot when it first came out and just never went back to it. Yeah, it's kind of what I did. So um, I watched season one in about two days. I'm in the middle of season two now, and I'm still in love with it. Season three, I think, comes out later this year, hopefully. I've watched both of the Blade Runners this week. They're still fantastic, and Mm -hmm. it's the best movie that came out in the last 10 years. And I've been reading Follow My Tears, The Policeman Said, which is one of his later books. So I'm all dicked up, (laughs) dicked up and ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> and uh for some strange reason a couple days ago i got the itch to go back to kingdom hearts oh yeah so i i can do I, that I, now i have a playstation holy crap <laughs> so so i um i have my playstation 2 um and i still have my my game for it and i got through the tutorial and it wasn't recognizing my memory card through oh, the game no. So, I, I mean, through the actual console itself, I can see it in the configurations. So I said, well, I'm not going to put any time into this if I can't save it, because that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going down to the, the, the local game shop, 
and they had that PlayStation 4 remastered uh, 1.5 and 2.5. It's four games plus two cinematics for 40 bucks. Said, fuck it. I'm going to do it. I want to nice. play this. And the an third one. amount of decimals later. Uh, I put a good eight hours in for the first day. Wow. So nice. it's good. It, it holds up. I mean, the, the controls being a port from a a game from the late 90s yeah <laughs> don't fact yes. check me nobody um they're still a little little wonky but it's the gameplay still there the storyline's still there i completely blanked on all the final fantasy characters in it like for some reason oh, yeah. my childhood brain just blocked all of that out and then it all came flooding back to me and can't wait for part three. Hopefully it's not like half-life actually comes out. Um, Are you going to play through uh, the 15 point something? I am. Um, I, you know, on the disc, it's got uh, four games and two cinematic shorts. I have um, chain of memories for the, the game boy advance that I'll hopefully get through as well. And I, uh, I don't know. I'm enjoying my time. It was nice to ha- actually have a week off from work and do jack shit. And, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, trying to figure out a way to just stay home and watch movies and play video games and get paid for it. I know, right? That's, that's the dream sometimes. That's the dream. I just need to have Suzanne get rich. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Charles? How has your week been? Well, you know, I've been trying to find a game to play with my wife because it sounds like between work and botched and us and your games, I'm not even sure how you stay married sometimes. And I like to stay married. <laughs> Don't cry, drink out of the bottle. It's just just funny for us. Take my wife, please. <laughs> uh, and I'm open to listener suggestions. Uh, my wife likes, we have the Wii U, and she really likes that control scheme of the Wii type deal. We like stuff like Donkey Kong and, and Mario Kart and the Mario games. Yeah, Phil. What about boom blocks? Have you guys tried out boom blocks? We did on the original Wii. We played the, the shit original. out of that. Yeah. yeah. When that first came out, we played that. I've been playing Titanfall. I, you know, I beat XCOM 2, which was one of my favorite games of all time. Loved the XCOM series. And I got the bonus content. So I, I reloaded back in to play with some of the bonus stuff going on. And I'm still working on Dead Space 3. Because again, one of my favorite franchises is Dead Space. But I find that if I come home and I have an, like tonight, I had an hour to kill before. Uh, coming down to get ready for the show and i had the two set of controllers sitting there right the xbox and the xbox one and the playstation 4 i kind of gravitate towards the playstation 4 now i play destiny's hard to play because i'm at the spot where you have to play with other people which is fine and you have to kill these major bosses to keep going before you can finish the mission and god damn it every time it happens we're at this boss and we're about to kill it and something like like the kids need something or the wife needs something i'm like i can't fucking pause the game so it i i uh because of clots i got titanfall which scratches that itch of that kind of gameplay and titanfall 2 rather and i'm gonna i'm gonna hook you up man we're gonna hook up some weekend and play some titanfall 2 together yeah dude i'll tell you like the reason I got, you know, we both got that game for $10 from Walmart. Yeah, we did. Uh, which is a sweet deal if you, you know, check that out, if it might still be available. The thing is, the the multiplayer is the most interesting, oh, yeah? you know, like modern, like your modern warfare style, like multiplayer that I've played ever. Because you have the giant mechs and you also have all this parkour aspect to it as well. Because you're the pilots are super mobile. It's, it's actually, yeah. some of the pilot builds have something kind of akin to uh, Attack on Titan, like the whole the the 
like ripcord system where you can like pull yourself up to buildings and stuff. Nice. And that's the thing is like you can, you can play it you know straight up like you're just you know call of duty but then you jump in a giant mech and you're fighting people with the mech you're fighting other mechs with the mech there's also a whole bunch of bots and stuff that are loaded into the match so like even if the you know the player population is not super high on that particular match there's Mm -hmm. things to fight and worry about and stuff like that so it's it's really dynamic and i like it a lot um i don't know if it's the kind of game that i would put hundreds of hours into like i have some other games but it's for 10 bucks it's been cool and i i want to push through the story like you were um i I played a little bit of it but i didn't push through all of it yet i kind of count the story as a good tutorial i'm obviously getting better as i go along uh because the the tutorial itself is short and i played this gauntlet type of thing and you play as much as you want before you move on i played it a good dozen times get a feel for controls i I am digging it and it's a lot of fun and i'm always wary of playing online because my introduction to playing online was halo when I was Blood 20 something, and yeah, I, yeah, but uh, fuck 12 year olds and had them talking about. Oh, my no, 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 we're so, good. good. Um, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I got owned so by so many kids who wanted to talk shit. I was like, fuck playing online. This is no fun. So, do you ever uh, play Gears of War online? Fuck no. Don't ruin a good game for me. I like Gears oh, of War. I'm not going to touch online. Those are some nasty motherfuckers. Yeah, I play Counter Strike <laughs> online. <laughs> the kids are so mean. Oh, they man. are. Brutal. So it's kind of like Mirror's Edge, but with robots. Yeah, and what I love, I love getting in my Titan and and walking up the soldiers while they're shooting at me and just punching them because they vaporize when you punch yeah. them. It leaves a blast. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So watching, there's two things I've watched. Uh, one is I've been telling Phil about tonight. A futile and stupid gesture is a movie about National Lampoon, and it's a mockumentary where, I can't remember his last name, it's spacing on me, but Dick, whatever his name is, who helped co-found the magazine, he tells the story, he narrates his own story, and I never realized who he was. I've seen him in stuff, right? I've seen him in the National Lampoon movies and, and on other things. Recognizable face, just never knew he was the guy behind all of it, uh, or one of the two, rather. Really interesting story. Every freaking character, everybody, is a face. And my favorite is Joe McHale playing Chevy Chase because they had worked together for years oh on community. God. Yeah, Joe McHale played, and it's it's just so spot on. Everything is so fun and good. And it's a, a tragic comedy and it's interesting. And I think it's brutally honest. And I finished watching that last night it's on Netflix. And I just it's well worth a watch. And the last thing I've been watching, there's a new Godzilla series, miniseries on Netflix. And Godzilla's my spirit animal, man. I love Godzilla. So far, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to finish it. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm going to finish. It's called Godzilla Part 1, and it's got episodes to it. And the first episode is an hour and a half long, something like that. And I, so far, I don't like how they're treating the property because they're really making them just this brutal monster who just murders everything. And I don't know. I want to see where they go. I want to see where they go. The animation's interesting. They brought in aliens for kind of no reason, but it's we'll see where it goes but that's i'm i'm checking that out right now casey man what you got uh so i've been doing a bunch of stuff these weeks as always i'm still i got my finger to the pulse on marvel comics avengers no surrender has been so solid the latest issue just it's they're publishing it every week so it's the first time in a while I'm getting a really sick crossover that comes out every week. This past one, we got character death, we got drama. You gotta check it out. I'm telling you. This latest run of Avengers starting in Avengers number 675 going forward. We're only three parts in. You've got plenty of time to catch up, but if you want to wait for the trade, I don't blame you. So, so good. Uh, I'm also, I just started reading Dr. Slump 
by Akira Toriyama. He's the guy who created Dragon Ball and a bunch of other stuff. But this was kind of his first work that really brought him to the, the forefront of the manga world. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's about a, a, a bumbling scientist, total absolute pervert, who builds sort of a <laughs> robot a robot for himself. Not in that way, but uh, yeah. it ends up being more Trigger. like a daughter. Yeah, it ends up being more like a daughter or a little sister. Okay. And she's cute. She gets into all kinds of antics and stuff. It's it's meant for kids, but it's got, you know, adult humor in the same way that a lot of kids' cartoons do. So that's good. Uh, and then on the complete other side of stuff, I've had some friends come in from out of town, and we had a bit of a Cronenberg movie marathon. So I got to rewatch Scanners again for the first time in a long time. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Nice. With, uh, with Michael Ironside himself as the bad guy. And I love that guy in a villainous role. He's, you know him from stuff, but in When's the comic he been a good world, guy? I was going to say, oh, does he play any other role? Yeah. No, I don't think he's ever. He's great at what he does, but was he, yeah, was he no. Perry Mason in a new reboot, I think? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't he's, matter. He's the bad guy in, in what? Uh, Total Recall. He's yeah. Dark Side in Justice League. <laughs> Which is about as bad as you can get. But here he plays, you know, a telepath who's a lot, he's actually kind of a lot like Magneto because he believes in like this genetic superiority of the scanners. And the final fight between the protagonist and the antagonist is one of the craziest things I've ever seen on film. That's a movie that I think could do well with a remake, but is kind of great as is. Cool. I also got to watch The Fly again, which is in my top five superhero <laughs> movies of all time. <laughs> How's The Fly a superhero? I mean, he's he not, not a superhero. He's not a hero, really, but... Okay, I, I remember watching it when I was like 10, and all I remember is how gross it looked, and that's literally <laughs> about all I remember from that. Jeff Goldblum at the beginning. Well, the, the coolest thing about... Well, I call it... It's not really a superhero movie, but I call it pretty much a, a, a superhero movie gone wrong. Okay. Because this guy goes into it. He, everybody knows it because you've probably seen it parodied a million times if you haven't actually seen the movie yourself. Yeah. A scientist creates a teleportation machine, and when he goes and tests it on himself, there's something else on the other side, a fly, and their DNA gets merged, and he comes out, and he's got, like, kind of cool superpowers. He's got enhanced strength. He's got regeneration. He can climb up walls. And he's amazing at sex, <laughs> which is my favorite. <laughs> my favorite part of it because gina davis is just like man does this guy ever stop yeah <laughs> paul's, paul's got it all the way to the wrist baby i i, uh, I trained at the jeff goldblum school of sex yeah uh, it just goes to show that nothing good ever comes out of super science no no yeah. he turns into this i mean as people know he turns into science is just all around bad i mean i mean look at the venture brothers Super science everywhere. It's all chaos. Oh, goodness. It's a show about failure. Yeah, that's that's all I got with me. Anybody else? The the everybody else? The everybody. No, that's it. That's it. Uh, I want to give a big shout out on our giant size team network to Toy Power. They're awesome. Check out Frank, Ben, Trent, and Darren and do all their awesome stuff as the boys play with their cameras. They're, they're great guys. And if you guys, I know, Klotz, you've You've been invited to be on, but somehow they haven't uh, imported you uh, yet. I, w I was told that I will guest at some point, yeah. so that'll happen someday. Well, Mrs. Allen listens um, to this show, and we love her to death. Frank can, can jump off a cliff, but Mrs. Allen's all right. Yeah, and uh, maybe she'll make that Frank, happen. Frank, please don't jump off a cliff, because I know you listen to <laughs> um, And on a similar note, let's give a, uh, a big thank you to our guest for January, Mr. Phil. Fuck you. 
<laughs> uh, Phil, Phil will not be joining us next week or for any of February <laughs> or ever again if we have any. I'll be here for Black Panther in two weeks. Oh, that's, yeah, we that's right. We'll be here for we the panel. Um, but yeah, no, uh, thank you, Phil, for uh, joining us for all of January and filling that empty seat and doing filling. a great job of it. He filled it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your originality <laughs> is garbage. You're so clever, <laughs> Charles. Uh, no, no. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Um, to be honest with you, every night that I've come in here, I've been in a very shitty mood. And hanging out with the three of you has elevated that throughout the two hours that we record. Just First like time. we elevate yeah. the conversation. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the end of this episode can't come to yeah. But if you're not sick of me, there are other places you can find me. You can fo- find me on the Upside Down and Out podcast about stri- Hold on. You can find me on the Totally Retro Show where me and Chris Wisdom. No, no. I'm on the Bad Coyote Funky. No, no you're not. <laughs> you're not good enough for my side piece. So, uh, if you like my dick jokes, you can find me playing D&D with four other of the most fucking stupid people in central Pennsylvania at Botch Podcast. Everything that we do can be found over at botchpodcast.com. Uh, check it out. If you're not good at D&D, we don't care neither are we so fuck the rules let's get drunk and have fun and there you go and uh we're gonna be doing little side panels about movies this summer on patreon and phil will be part of those as well and you'll be back we've got we've got 11 more months to fill we got february filled so what 10 more months to fill after february i'm sure you will make an appearance at some point i'm good (laughs) thanks asshole all right thanks uh class where can they find you online uh here like don't don't know <laughs> at dong level uh soapbox gstu on twitter i mean Throwing don't hot bother shit up on twitter hot takes i don't i i think the last time i tweeted time. was uh, <laughs> september for dragon con so you will see me occasionally retweet like a contest or something yeah like that. No, I get that. That, that, that that happens for many um, things you can find me on facebook to uh you can message me through the breaking the panel page and tell me how wrong I am. And, uh, I'll ignore you. <laughs> Casey, you can find me in all the places. You can also find Paul Klotz, including his apartment. Wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm on Twitter as at TV's Casey, where you can occasionally see me drop some hot takes on comic book trivia. And just recently, a couple of sick jibes at the state of the union because who doesn't want to get political ever um but on thursday nights you can also find me at the bad coyote funky podcast a show that's definitely not the same as this one so yeah you know it's the thing uh it's thursday nights on twitch.tv slash bad coyote funky at approximately 10 o'clock because who knows when we can get together and start so (laughs) all right coolness man and i you can find everything i'm tied to at charlesmcfall.com and i'm on facebook and twitter and Instagram and Friendster and Bebo and I don't know, whatever. Else. I've tried everything out that's been out there. It's been there. So, uh, all right, we'll be back next week with Brian D. Bradley and doing some awesome stuff. We've got uh, some cool guests lined up uh, next month for sure. And Black Panther panel is coming. So get ready for that. Tune in and find out all the new awesome stuff. And if you want to be a part of the show, BTP, that's B as in breaking, T as in the P as in panel, BTP at giantsizeteamup.com is the email and patreon.com forward slash breaking the panel. 
find out all kind of new and interesting things. We'll catch up with you next week. Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com.